Welcome back to another episode of We Gotta Talk. Oh my God, season two is off to a dope start. I haven't had any coffee, so this is all natural energy. That's either a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. The jury's still out on that. But yeah, this is me, all natural muscles and coffee. Just out. Wait, no, never out. Ow, sorry. Went to the gym this morning. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, but my chaotic nature aside, I'm super excited for the guests that we have on today. Um, I mean, where do I start? If there's, I mean, if, I think we gotta, we gotta talk, T. We gotta talk. Oh no, we, we, get, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we got to. I know who you are. So why don't you give a why don't you give the people a chance to get to know you? The floor is yours. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. That's very open. Um, so my name is Brittany and I met T gosh, maybe back in like September at Crossroads. I think the first time I met you yeah. was like at a, at a service and we were sitting yeah. down front and I was like, all right, this man loves the Lord. <laughs> and let's praise him together. So, um, yeah, since then I have moved to Cincinnati relatively recently. Uh, I was living in San Diego, just living life, Shout uh, out coaching Cali. volleyball Shout out, out there, Cali. rock climbing, doing fun things. Yeah. And now I'm in Cincinnati where it is raining. Yeah. <laughs> the weather is, uh, all four seasons in one day. It's See, it's something but um the lord brought me back here to be closer to my family and um it's been awesome getting to be here and yeah and i work in marketing i mm-hmm. do marketing for a marriage ministry and i'm it's a small ministry nonprofit and so i am the only person in the marketing role so i do all of the things uh copywriting website building photography writing, networking, all of it. So it's funny because that's not what my degree is in. My degree is in exercise science, but I love what I do. So, yeah. Wait a minute. So you you have a, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Hit hit the brakes. So you have a degree in exercise science. Yes. But you found yourself in a different role than what you went to school for. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you have ever thought in a million years that that's where you would end up? Absolutely not. No. Um, (laughs) You're like, no. I mean, even growing up, so growing up on the West Coast, um, there's just a different way of life and different values, I think, out there. So there it's it's more focused on um, working to live. And having an income that you can sustain a life that you want. And the cost of living out there is relatively expensive. So you're mainly choosing jobs that are going to bring in six figures or like close to that. And you're really not going to be doing something that you necessarily enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, it kind of started off with like, okay, well, I really like the human body and how it works. I really love exercise and Um, I played volleyball growing up. So that there was like that factor. So I was just trying to like manipulate how to make that into something profitable for me. And, um, it went from like being a doctor to being like, a um, athletic trainer to being a physical therapist, all like all of these 
tumultuous things. And ultimately it was like, well, once I graduated, I didn't want to do any more school, which kind of, you had to go on to school if you wanted to do like physical therapy or physician's assistant. And I was like, yeah. uh, hard pass. So <laughs> you were like the, f- the first few years was great. I don't know if I'm going to repeat it, but awesome. Yeah. No, not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. I was just being called to do more things with my talents as opposed to being stuck. Um, all throughout I've done photography. Like I started doing photography in high school mm-hmm. and, um, the Lord has given me a gift of being able to like write, um, different blogs and stuff like that. And so like different, um, taking different meanings from different experiences that I've gotten and kind of making them more intentional. And so, uh, that's like just additional tools that I have in my tool belt that would be sitting idle and kind of going to waste if I was just, just doing like forcing myself to fit a mold just to make money. If that makes sense. Ooh, that yeah. ooh, ooh, that oh, that just hit something because <laughs> people, especially in Westernized culture, we do things and we put ourselves in a mold in mm. order for us just to make money. And it's like I'm living, you're existing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And by the time you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna work until I can retire. Well, then when you're like ready to retire, you've lived a lot of your good years and yeah, don't have an opportunity to actually enjoy what you have while you have it. You kind of look back and you're like, oh man, I wish I would have taken advantage of other opportunities more. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving, moving to Cincinnati. Uh, well, I, I had done some marketing jobs uh, before I was mm-hmm. doing marketing at a rock climbing gym, yeah. um, but moving to Cincinnati was the first time I moved somewhere and I didn't have a job. And, um, like it took me a while to try to find something once I got here, but ultimately just got connected with like cross paths with the right people and talked to them about what I was passionate about and telling them like storytelling and doing that through writing and photography, just ultimately brought me to the perfect, perfect place. So yeah. And it's, man, I, I know a lot of people now they're sitting around our age range, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger. And you have a lot of, I'm just going to keep it a hundred percent. Like you have a lot of kids our age who are like, we have to have it figured all out. But for you to be like, Cincinnati was the first place I did not know what I was going to do. Like, what was that process for you? Like, just jumping out of the boat, jumping out of your comfort zone and being like, God, I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I think that was a really defining moment for me in my faith. Um, like, I've grown up a believer, but I feel like for so long, it's been really conditional, like what God can do for me, or like I would pray prayers and, and, and I think too, definitely like a, a, like trail marker of the way that my prayer life has developed through my relationship with him. Um, because I would always kind of like pray for big prayers. And then when that didn't happen, I would get discouraged. Mm -hmm. And then eventually like started praying prayers for other people and kind of removing myself from the equation. And that was really beneficial. And, but still I was kind of like, well, you know, like 
God provides, but sometimes he just doesn't really matter. And like, that was the perspective that I had received based off of my experiences. Um, and that really stunted my, my growth. So this was something that I was like, you know, like, God, this would be cool if you would provide, but like, I also like, I know I'll be okay and I'll figure it out on my own. If I, if I can't like whatever, as opposed to now being like, whoa, he knew exactly what he was doing. He had the perfect job. I like have the perfect coworkers. I get to work from home. I have a flexible schedule. I'm working in ministry, which I never thought that I would work in ever, but like the people that I work with are also doing work for the kingdom. And like, that's what our focus is on instead of actually making money, um, Mm -hmm. which is important, an important aspect of like what we fundraise and everything like that for. But um, ultimately it's now it's like, okay, I have seen God be so faithful in something that I just kind of was like, you know, like it would be cool if you did this, but I also know that there's other people, like there's children starving in Africa and China, like I get it. Like there's other people who have worse problems than me. And then like this, this prayer of me trying to find a job, like it'll be okay if I don't like I, I family here, but, um, to now be like, okay, he knows what he's doing. He has a plan and he cares about every prayer big small if Mm -hmm. you believe it if you don't believe it if it's for you if it's for somebody else and so um yeah like that that took a huge step of faith for me to to step out of the boat and and I think it was a catalyst for a lot more down the road so yeah and it's it's definitely evident because when I say one of my favorite things to do is to read your blogs it really Uh is Like there's been days where it's like, God, I'm absolutely tired. I don't want to do anything else. Like go read Brittany's blog. I'm like, God, that means I got to get up and grab my, get up and grab your phone and read the blog. (laughs) Yes, Lord. (laughs) And it's like, even in those moments, I find myself pulling so much strength from those blogs Mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay, all right, God, let me get up and do what I need to do. Um, because it just shows when you are following his plan, mm. no matter how convoluted it may seem in the moment, no how, no matter how backwards it may seem in the moment, it's one of those things where it's like, God, you're making no sense, but you haven't failed yet. So I guess here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, like, just he reveals so many cool things to me all of the time, but I think really lately it's just even in the course of the past several months of like, we have this perspective of what we think he can do and we put him in a box. Yikes. And, um, he's so much bigger than that. He's so much bigger than that. Um, he's so creative. He's so like, masterful and I think that like the best phrase that I can that like just recurringly that recurs for me is the mystery of faith and the Mm -hmm. mystery of a relationship that we get to have with him and that's like what we've experienced in our 20 something years is merely just the tip of the iceberg and like spending more time with him in his word amongst other people who are going to continue to like point you in the right direction. Um, and like, yeah. like spending time with you, it's like our conversations are continuously like pointing us back to, um, like diving deeper into the word and like, okay, maybe I've read John three sixteen like 
500 times, but this one time after this one conversation that he is like divinely appointed for us to have, like, we're gonna have some amazing revelation of like, whoa, God so loves the world that he gave, like he Uh gave what? That's so crazy. So yes. Um, don't underestimate the mystery of the faith. And I think that's like what I like to capture in my blogs too. Like there are things that are kind of mundane and um, he provides a lot of really cool creative ways to, to teach us. Yeah. And it's so evident, like through every single blog post, through every real world example, what, I love about what God shows you is the simplicity of obedience and the simplicity of how he guides you. Because mm-hmm. as humans, I not I think, I know from working in ministry from the time I was 16 on up, no, I could say even till, even till today, so from 16 on up to present day, uh, being in ministry in different facets, it's one of those things to where we try to either make God fit in the box or we're just like, <laughs> it can't be that simple. Yeah. It, it really is. Like it yeah. is. And he's given you the ability to capture that so simply to where you can grab onto it. Like there's people that I'm associated with that are agnostic or atheists. And they're just like, you've been reading this thing for the past 20 minutes. Like, didn't you say you already read it? I'm like, yeah, here, read it. It's like, what? Huh? Like, I thought you had to jump through all of these hoops to... No? Yeah. And it and it paints such a... It paints such a beautiful picture of just even the beauty of God in the simple things. I think mm. one of my, my favorite blog entries that you did is when you went on that hike <laughs> that that was yes. my favorite entry because it reminded me of the beauty of God in nature yeah which yeah. made me like you know what I'm at least getting outside for an hour like Mount Airy Forest is literally right over there so close yes exactly <laughs> it isn't walking like one of the trails is literally a walking distance it's like a 10 minute walk and I can absolutely but yeah. yeah. And I, I think t- like to that point too, like one of the mantras that, that I've kind of lived by or like seen as a, a common thread throughout my life, it's like, okay, life is best lived just outside of my comfort zone. Oh, because that's where like that allows him, like I, I don't have any control outside of my comfort zone. And so that allows him to have the opportunity to step in and surprise me. Um, and so like, okay, maybe I'm not comfortable going on a high, maybe like as a 20 something female, I'm not comfortable going on a long hike or camping trip. Take one step outside of my comfort zone of like, okay, well, my comfort zone would probably be staying at home. <laughs> that is my um, comfort zone. <laughs> yes. Especially on a day like today, that's gloomy and sad, but, um, taking this simple step outside of your comfort zone and just like letting him show up. It's kind of one of those ways to do that. So 
Oh my goodness. And there's so many things that God is downloading even in this moment. <laughs> I'm trying to grab it all and like process it and then make it make sense in a way. Um, but I think too, especially in church culture, we often have a tendency to not only stay within that comfort zone, but it's like we'll give we'll give God an ultimatum of us stepping yeah. out of like God will step up out of our comfort zone if X, Y, and Z is here. Yeah. And God is mm-hmm. like, I'm not obligated to do any of that. But here's the flip side of it. The enemy also hears that same conversation. And so mm-hmm. this is why one of the this is why one of the major words for me in this season has been discernment. Yeah. Because God and the devil can look very similar. Don't believe me? Let's look back to Genesis. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, and everything that God created was is good. Yeah. Everything that God created is good. It is the enemy who twists it. Mm-hmm. And that's all he did. That's all he did. He gave a yeah. slight twist to what God said. And now look at where we are. He literally yeah. said, God, did God really say that if you eat of the fruit, you would die? Right. Well, you become just like him, but here's here's the mystery. Adam and Eve are already created to look like him and function like him. Mm -hmm. So all he did, he was like, oh, you want to be like God, but the enemy also knows your true identity. (laughs) The enemy also knows your true identity. So whatever he can do to make you do a slight 180. Mm-hmm. In the other direction. I mean, it doesn't even have to be 180. It could be like just the slightest little edge off. And then once you keep on going in that direction, you end up mm-hmm. so far off. Yeah. This, and it, oh my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is why I tell a lot of believers, just because you feel it does not make it something that you need to act on. Mm. Like yeah. I, know, so I feel it's from God but it agrees with what you want. That's how I know it's got. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've wrestled with that too. Um, especially as I, uh, was really trying to pursue a life that was more like, um, in love with Jesus as opposed to not sinning. Um, (laughs) And taking the focus off of the sin and more putting it on pursuing my relationship with Jesus. And um, I was like having conversations in my prayer time of like, but, but, but how am I supposed to know like what discernment I need? Like I need all the discernment. Bathe me in it, Lord. Like cover me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but ultimately it's just literally been as simple as spending more time with him and being like, oh, all right, that's what your word says. And like how it's crazy how like one moment where I'm like so tempted to say something, but I just kind of, I don't. Um, And then down the road, I figure out like, oh, if I had spoken up in that time, that would have added to a whole nother complication of factors that like now me following like the discernment of the spirit and just kind of like keeping my eyes on him, whether or not I knew I was making the right decision at, in the moment, keeping my eyes on Jesus 
has now put me in a, in a position that's more, um, not only fulfilling, but like more secure. And it has shown me shown and proven me and my character as trustworthy. Um, and had I like spoken up at that time, which I like wanted to do my flesh wanted to do my natural mind wanted to kind of like defend or whatever, but it's like, no, that's not, that's not, first of all, like, that's not even what the Bible says, but like, that's not what I was focusing on. I was focusing on Jesus. And, um, so it's cool how that works, but it is, it is amazing how that works. Um, which ties into like one of the sub words that he gave me for this year outside of Simon, which was shift your focus, shift your focus. Yeah. Um, okay. Holy spirit. You're (laughs) the Lord's like, okay. I mean, he has permission to drive. I, I, when I say I don't know what every episode is going to be, I just let him drive. I just let him drive. Um, this is an amazing space, by the way. Love it. Thank you. It's cool. it's literally all his design. I'm like, you yeah. Want it? Um, I'm here for it. Okay. One of the hmm. You and I, we've talked about this in person, but it's going to become more evident um, throughout the rest of the season and for the rest of the season of your life. What people do not understand about you is the level of your discernment. Mm. They don't understand that you fully see everything people are when you meet them. It doesn't take you long for you to figure out who people are. Are you talking about general or are you saying me? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, ma'am. Oh, it's, okay. It does, not, it does not take you long because your spirit often confirms things about people before you make that full realization. Mm. Before your natural mind makes a realization, your soul and your spirit is already like, okay, I clocked them with the radar gun. I know exactly <laughs> what they are. And it's like, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And a lot of times you wrestle with what God shows you about people versus what you see on the side. And you're just like, but God, and he's just like, no, 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 no. And a lot of times what he will do, wow. A lot of times what he will do is he will draw you back. And so a lot of times you'll get quiet and you'll watch. I've seen God do it in real time. Like I'm sitting <laughs> doing it in real time, and you'll just sit back and you'll just and you'll think like as you're hearing physically, you're also hearing spiritually, and you're just like, oh, okay. And then you break off into a conversation with the Holy Spirit. How do you want me to proceed? Okay, cool. Like I can hang around people in this context, I can hang around with them in this context. Okay, no, no to that, no to that, no to that, no to that. And then sometimes you'll still ask, well, why? And then God will show you why. And you're just like, that's why. Okay, cool. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that's um very a very cool like um perspective of what I feel like happens in my brain sometimes. Yeah. Um oh my goodness, how do I even unpack that? And okay, so I know. <laughs> I what happens when I let him absolutely like I think that 
there are so many things that we are given that are gifts. Yes. But society, culture, our natural minds tell us that we're awkward. We don't fit in. We don't belong. We're unlovable. Mm-hmm. We are weird. Like we care too much. We love too much. We are too judgmental. We like all of these things. And I think, again, that is, that is God giving us something good Yeah. and the enemy just taking it and twisting it ever so slightly one degrees and us just um, going really hard in the opposite direction with that. Um, And something that I've had to learn through the years is like the, the Jesus had different circles of different friends He had his three favorite, his three closest friends that he took with him to the garden. Um, I think it was Peter, James, and John. Yep. Yep. Um, And I mean, like the friendship, the closeness that they had, like I was listening to a message that revealed to me, like in the Bible, when it talks about how John notes that like he was the one that Jesus loved like it's not necessarily what a lot of times we perceive that as like John boasting about him being the one that that Jesus loved but it's like no like John had to have said that because Jesus had to have been telling him that like I love you I love you so much and like you're my close friend and so like that's if that's such a like like he not only wrote John but he like which is a huge book on about love Um, but he wrote the, the first, second, third John, and then he wrote revelation as like a huge revelation that the Lord loved him so much, wanted to give him while he was exiled. And so it's just like, okay, that love that you have with your close friends is like, okay, first of all, that relationship needs to be here. And then from there it outflows. Mm -hmm. So once you get that right, then like all of the other pieces will fall into place as opposed to worrying about all of the the pieces being in place before you rely on that relationship. Yes. And I think a lot of times too, we have it backwards. It's absolutely. Oh my goodness. Like if I get them to love me, then that means that God, and then it's, it's the opposite. It, it has to come from here to go out there because if it's going in here, then it's just going to sink in. It has nothing to be filtered through. So coming in from up here, then out, it gives you a lens to look at love differently. Yeah. See that love isn't conditional. It's sacrificial. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's not even your love to give to start with. It's, coming from the father um I for years have tried to like put pieces together um create relationships be in like romantic relationships all out of like how I felt like I could put them together or make them love me or be funny enough yeah and so it's like but and for years and years and years I've tried to do that um but moving to Cincinnati was like the time where I was like, all right, this relationship is now coming first. Like I'm taking this step to surrender. And it started out very small, started out with tithing and has just kind of snowballed from there. Um, but now it's like, all right, ultimately because my relationship vertically is so focused, 
um, he has taken care of and put into place more friends, more chosen family, more relationships that are so bountiful and so fulfilling than Mm. in like three, four months time than what I've been trying to do for years and years and years and years. Um, So that is like so big. Oh my God. Oh my, I might, we, we might just have to do another episode where we just talk about relationships. Cause I have a feeling, I have a feeling just that one clip alone, people are going to be like, <laughs> what you, what you it's so funny because I think I heard the Lord tell me the other day, hmm, Brittany, what if I have you speak on relationships? And I was like, oh, no, Lord, I'm good. <laughs> so. Because he's been doing the exact same thing to me. And I'm like, what we're not about to do what we're not about to do is that he's like, you want to bet? I said, you know what? Never mind. <clears throat> well, the funniest thing is for years, I've wanted to be in a, a serious romantic relationship. Um, and I had experienced a breakup and that's when I was put in the like position to meet the right people to now work for a marriage ministry. And so that is like the first place where I'm like, oh God, you are so funny. Your sense of humor just supersedes them all. Um, I wanted to be married. I'm single and now I'm working for a marriage ministry. And um, I've attended sessions and stuff. And it's just like, there's so much um, value to surrendering your perspective of what you thought your life was going to be even. And just, um, again, focusing on that vertical relationship and letting him take care of the rest, because again, um, his ways are far exceedingly better and more creative than anything that we could ever do on our own. So there we go. It all ties together. It it all ties together in what I, what I, and this is, this is something that this is definitely a God move Mm -hmm. because he, he does something similar and he's been doing something similar in this season. Like most of the people that I've been hanging out with have been married for 15, 20 to 30 years. And I'm like, God, I'm more single than a can of entire Pringles. Look, why am I here? And he's just like, pay attention. And I'm like, (laughs) but then like once I finally got the revelation of why I'm like, I'm always hanging around and I'm like, oh, let me just, <laughs> let me just take some notes over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. so interesting how, when we surrender, especially in the area, yep, yeah, we're just going to have to come back one day and do like a part two on relationships. Cause, oh my goodness. That's what I was, I was receiving that too. So I'm glad you were receiving <laughs> that too. Yeah. It literally was just like, and yep. Um, <laughs> It's one of the things to where when when we finally get to a point of surrender and just like, you know what, God, nobody does relationships like you do. So however you decide oh. to tell the story, however long it takes, that yeah. part. Yeah. That part, yeah. Because we often put God on the time limit because there was a time where I was looking and this was a couple years ago. God, I'm 23. He goes, and mm-hmm. he was like. So, which what, what you want me to do about it? I'm like, Lord, I'm 23. I'm getting old. He was like, hush. I said, okay, fine. And yeah. it wasn't until it wasn't until the next year when I was 24. Like all of 
geez, that was only like a year ago. So <laughs> to where I'm like, you know what? God, I'm I'm not even going to search. Like, God, I'm not even going to search. And I was like, while I'm not searching, just lock me into more of my purpose. Because I'm like, I will never be able. Thank you, Lord. Adam didn't. Adam didn't receive Eve until he was well into his purpose. Mm. I'm borrowing this from Mike because it's so true. You will, <laughs> before the person, there is always a purpose. God will Absolutely. never give you a person outside of your purpose. And this is about to step on a lot of people's toes, but I grew up rolling around with preachers like Mike and Tim my whole life. So I don't care. I'm here for the smoke. Um, if you think God is going to give you someone outside of your purpose, especially for believers, you are sadly mistaken. I don't care how I don't care if you saw him in church. No, because the Bible says that God does everything decently and in order. Yeah. So it's out of order. It's out of God's will. Yeah. And um, <laughs> just because you claim to be a Christian. <laughs> are you really following Jesus? Because listen, oh. Brittany, tag me, tag me, tag me, tag me. <laughs> because if he or she does not respect your boundaries, that is a major red flag. Let me say it clear as day. It is a major red flag. Because if anything crosses that boundary line, your view now gets skewed. And what is red now becomes hot pink. So mm -hmm. now you're thinking every red flag is a good thing. When no, it is danger. The alarm is sounding. You need to get out. Yeah. Well, what about their feelings? Your purpose is bigger than what they feel. Yeah, exactly. And I would, there would, there would be times where I would wrestle with the Lord and be like, "Well, I don't want this purpose. Like, I, want, me. I, I want what I want. I don't want to be like set aside or hidden or like, um, like Lord, I just want to go sin." <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to like have to endure being single for until I'm in my fifties or like never get married, but it's like, yeah. okay, no, like I am more fulfilled now when I have aligned my eyes on the Lord and, and especially being in this week uh, of Holy week. Um, mm -hmm. But just like all of the, the events and things like surrounding and reflection of like, at the end of the day, all of the stories in the Bible about marriage, all of the stories about um, Adam and Eve and God's faithfulness have all pointed back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they've all been stories and they've all been examples to further unpack and further help us understand the love of the father and the love of Jesus. And so at the end of the day, that's what we have. And I'm more full by his doing than anything that could satisfy here on earth so yes and with that being said we definitely gonna have to do a part two or i'm just <laughs> zone. one or the other one we gotta the talk other. more <laughs> we got to we got to so yeah we're definitely gonna have to come back and do a part two one of these days Sweet. Uh, but yo this Looking this forward is to awesome. it. i can't i can't wait for part two because <laughs> People's toes gonna get stepped on, but they're gonna be all right. <laughs> I say this episode has been absolutely amazing. It's been amazing. Um, Brittany, why don't you sign off for us? <laughs> You're like, wait, uh, excuse me, wait, what? Uh what? <laughs>
Uh, I'm Brittany, and that's T. And thanks for coming to uh, We Gotta Talk. Yeah. In real. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. And uh, Starbucks, I'm looking at y'all. If y'all wanna, you know, sponsor. (laughs) We accept. Starbucks. Tips in the form of Venmo and Starbucks. (laughs) Look, Starbucks, if you wanna sponsor. Y'all got my DM. I know y'all saw it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Peace.